0: i'm mike i'm dave and this is between the lines and we're back
1: hello all
0: we are back uh happy easter happy Uh, easter and uh what what else is around easter for the other um easter um uh, uh what's the
1: rabbit copulation uh,
0: <laughs> happy bunny day yes happy um, there you go uh what oh man i feel it's every dentist's
1: favorite holiday aside favorite from holiday from
0: aside from halloween that's right the
1: revenue i'm sure you know yeah the revenue
0: the revenue goes through the roof this time of year um so at any rate welcome welcome back um Scott is um, still not with us, obviously, um, but we hope that he. Um, I hope that he's doing fine. I'm sure he's fine by now. Um, but he just hates us. <laughs> that could very well be what it is. We we have we cannot confirm nor deny um, that Scott actually cares um, uh, about
1: us. We're as, actually going to PNBs. post a poll after this to see how much Scott hates us. Individually.
0: <laughs> so uh, last episode, we were talking about the atrocities going on in um, the Xinjiang province of China. And we ended the episode basically on uh, things that can be done on our side of the pond um, to try and um, affect what's going on in their area. And, um, you know, we've, we've started going down the path of looking at individual companies and where they get their supply lines and things like that. Um, so, um, you know, we talked a bit about uh, forced sterilization um, that, that the Uyghurs are going through in uh, the Xinjiang province, um, some of the gaslighting uh, that that they're doing to uh, citizens, not only in China, but uh, forcing U- U.S. citizens, um, you know, to change their change their tune and kind of um, recite, if you will, the official party line um, and toe the line for uh, the, the Chinese government. So. This episode, we'd like to talk uh, a little bit about what can be done um, on your part, um, you know, to get involved, even if it's just a little bit, um, and and things along those lines. What well, what can be done here um, to affect policy there?
1: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff that you can do. You can uh, there's actually a list of items that uh, I'll touch on real quick at the end of uh, our segment here, but. Um Yeah, back to what you started to say, just about um, how that uh, there's this this uh, almost like this ignorance. Yeah, I don't know if it's purposeful. Uh, You said gaslighting. Yeah, Um, that's what I was playing off of. Is uh, I don't I don't even know if it's gaslighting. And like, you know, it'd be one thing, you know, for somebody to come up and say UFOs exist and they abducted me. It's like. You know that could yeah. be gaslighting. Yeah, that, that could be something that's not believable. But you have two million people, almost two million people, because the estimates have been between one to one point eight million of the twelve to thirteen million Uyghurs that currently reside within the Xinjiang province are in internment camps. Yeah, like how that's do you miss crazy. that?
0: And and what what struck me uh, in the last episode is when you mentioned that the of the forced sterilization. Not only within the borders, which is bad enough, but they're forcing them to uh, get sterilized before they can leave China. Which to me signals that they're really just trying to. Um, it's almost like you have a breed of dog that isn't all that great, so you're you're trying to, um, you know, you're trying to mitigate what, uh, you know, how much that dog is allowed to reproduce. Um, so you're, you know, I, I guess to kill that bloodline, I guess is the way that you're put are They're, they're trying to exterminate them, but on a, but on a genetic level.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's genocide at his, at its worst level. Um, You know, we were taking a look uh, at that story with regards to that uh, one lady who, whose husband, I guess at the end of things requested a divorce. Um, Who knows what the motivation was there, uh, whether he felt he was,
0: my thought was to probably distance himself yeah. so that he didn't then become a target. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's
0: usually how these things work is the first they find you. And then if they can't, if they can't sway you, then they go after your family to try to convince you. Um, it's just, it's basic Gestapo tactics. You, you know, Hey, um, you know, <clears throat> and I know they don't sound like they're from Brooklyn, but Hey, you know, you do me this favor. And, yeah. uh, and maybe maybe your uncle's shop don't burn down this weekend yeah you know one yeah. of those things maybe you should uh, maybe if you don't want to do what we want make sure your fire insurance is paid up yeah. you know
1: except not so cartoonish e- yeah
0: exactly like but that's the that's exactly what's going on is there you know people stand up and they start talking about this stuff and then the CCP is like hey you know uh, boy i really, really hate for something bad to happen to your family in the middle of the night. You know, it'd be really horrible if a black van showed up and just shoved everybody in.
1: It's like V for Vendetta all it, over again. It's
0: exactly like V for Vendetta.
1: You know what? I, kind of a stretch topic here that can, ties in. One thing that really, really boggles my mind. Uh, if you think of the Islamic Muslim community in general, typically they don't take too kindly, by and large, to any kind of human rights infractions typically. Now, granted, um, within the society itself, like the more extreme portions of the society, you have, um, you know, the treatment of women and whatnot has been always a big question mark, you know, with regards to Public displays of independence being treated sure. as if it were akin to terrorism, yeah. you know, or whatever the case be. But my where I'm get, going with this is that uh, recently Iran just entered a 25-year commitment with China. Uh, what that entails, uh, I'm sure it's trade-related and many other things. Iran, which is probably one of the more, I'd say, established. Uh, and extreme and extreme Muslim, um, yeah. Islamic nations like nation states theocracies that mm-hmm. are out there, um, you know, you would think that they would have something to say on this matter.
0: They're incredibly silent, incredibly yes. silent, and and uh, especially from places like Iran, which are, um, you know, Iran, <clears throat> for for all of its faults, tends to be the hub. Um, Aside from, uh, you know, Palestine and Mecca and places like that. But it tends to be the hub for Islamic um, direction, I, I, I guess, is the, especially for the extreme, uh, extreme yeah. uh, sex of um, Islam and things like that. But I guess what I'm getting at is if anyone would be the, uh, a country that would speak up against abuses against Islamic people, it would be Iran. Iran.
1: Yeah, and I'm just thinking, what if people? I don't know that this actually would have happened or has happened. What if uh, Uyghurs emigrated to immigrated to Iran? Would the government turn them over? Yeah. Uh, because one of the things that's in the news, um, you know, being reported on is with regards to how China is treating the passports of relatives. You know, they're. You know, we're talking specifically in this instance about. Uh, people of wider descent that are living in the U.S. either as, you know, uh, on work-related visas or whether they're actually citizens, and there's a, you know, um, preponderance of difference between those two. Um, But, uh, you know, you've got China that's basically denying access to individuals' uh, travel or denying travel rights to individuals that were already granted those rights simply on the basis of that they have a family member in the U.S. and it, it's retaliatory. I mean, what's, what's happening, um, and just to back up a little bit, I had mentioned this last week, or the week before actually, um, the, there is actually a, um, uh, a pretty lengthy document that they got, uh, the UHRP and some other groups had gotten their hands on, uh, that actually outlines um, internment reasons. Uh, So it goes through, I mean, I can't read Mandarin, so I had to rely upon what they were reporting (laughs) to be factual. Um, But at the same time, I highly doubt that they would, um, you know, abstract something like that. But anyways, the uh, point is, is that there was such a a litany of reasons within that document. Uh, I remember one specifically stating that a person was interned because they were found praying. Now you have to remember these are, people of uh, the Wigers are predominantly Muslim uh, Islamic in practice and faith. Um, So, you know, if anybody prays more than a person of Islamic faith, you'd be hard pressed to find them uh, because it's, it's mandatory daily, daily, three, four times a day. Um, That being said is that, you know, this person was put in into jail or interned because of that reason. There was another person that was interned because, they had a family member specifically had a family member in the US and they were interned for that reason it said in the documentation itself uh that they were interned for that reason so i mean here's you know they're they're they're, they're not only just punishing the people within their own borders and going to the extent of like you pointed out um they're Trying to restrict these people from being able to live anywhere else, from that matter, now they're th- those that, by some miracle, got out of that mess and were able to get into, you know, either a EU nation or the U.S. or wherever you know people are allowed to live with some sense of freedom or liberty. Uh, now they're going after them, um, you know, and on on top of that, now they're going after individuals that are pointing out this mess. Uh, there is a specific story that came up in the news recently about a German historian, uh, um, here it is, um, academic, uh, fa- an academic faces Chinese lawsuit for exposing human rights abuses in Xinjiang. Um, the gentleman's name is uh, Adrian Zenz. Uh, ad- Researcher Adrian Zenz uh, was at a 2019 panel on China's human rights abuses. Uh, it was organized by the Hudson Institute in Washington. Uh, Beijing has targeted a high-profile US-based research, US-based citizen, US-based or here on work visa, researcher who, uh, whose work has been critical to exposing human rights abuses in China's Northwest, with state media reporting he is being sued by companies in the Xinjiang region. In a telephone interview from his home in Minnesota on Tuesday night. Adrian Zenz said he believed the lawsuit was a sign that U.S. economic sanctions on the region were having a significant effect. So in other words, because there was an effect, it wasn't simply the fact, I mean, his belief isn't simply for the fact that he started stating these egregious actions on their part. He believes that this activity, um, this retaliatory activity against him is in light of the U.S. U.S. sanctions
0: because because it did something
1: it did something yeah. it is doing something yeah
0: he could talk he could talk all day long as and it's kind of like what happens here in the United States you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little bit of a of a of a right turn here but this is why this is why it is so important um, that we pay attention to our rights in this country because this kind of thing, the reason why we have our Bill of Rights is to prevent this shit from happening here. Mm-hmm. And when you start talking about religious freedom, um, that's why we have religious freedom. Those, those Uyghurs, um, they have every right to live uh, and pray and, and do whatever they want and ha- however they see fit. That's a human right. You have a right to believe. Um, and And that is a cornerstone of American democracy and this is why. Number two, not to not to be much of a, a you know a 2A thumper, but I preached the Second Amendment and again, this is why. It's kind of hard for a government to round up a group of people when that group of people is heavily armed. Yeah. Uh, and you know my people here in the United States are heavily armed. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to worry about being rounded up because our neighbor, uh, if somebody comes for my neighbor i'm fighting them off yeah you know that's american that's we we take care of our own well um, if i can interject for a yeah, second yeah just
1: keep going with that thought but uh 1920 uh in the 1920s when they when the ccp was invading tibet um they you know these were tibetans they weren't accustomed to um physical confrontations i yep. mean most of the
0: they were very peaceful people,
1: but but they raised an army um, to protect their interests because they were, even though they were a peaceful people. I mean, yep. probably the most pacifistic Tibetan people monks on the face of the planet, raised an army uh, to protect their interests against the CCP. Yep. Uh, if 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 there's ever an argument based in factual circumstance or happening that could be made for the reasoning behind uh, a people. Uh, being able to, or sh- being enabled with the right by which to defend themselves. Look at how Tibet was treated back in the 1920s and 1930s. Yep. Keep going. Sorry. The,
0: the United States, to that point, the United States used to have, um, you know, in the center of town, you would have a munitions depot. You would have a stockpile of weapons in the center of town. And when the... Um, you know when the alarm would be raised or you were called to arms all able able able-bodied men would report to the munitions depot and they would pick up their guns to respond to war that's how the revolutionary war started because uh, the british found out about these stockpiles and they were going to lexington and concord to seize our weapons but we had already moved them uh, and we uh, you know, countered the British at Lexington and Concord and prevented them from taking our guns. Had they had they found those munitions, uh, I'm not saying we would have lost the war, um, but had the British found those mus- munitions, we would have been a lot further down the road than what we
1: were. Well, if you think about World War II too, uh, as well with regards to Jewish Americans, mm-hmm. there were a large preponderance of Jewish Americans already in the United States course there were a number that were migrating to during those i mean rightfully so i mean there was nowhere else to go the eu was getting overrun you know by uh, the third reich but if you think about how many of them just jumped back into the fray so to speak you know by joining the u.s military and going into those back into those places in, in all essence the u.s enabled uh, an indigenous population with the ability to defend themselves because if you, you understand the history of Israel, it was after World War Two that they were finally able to establish themselves as yep. a nation state. So yep. as a result of the US's involvement, we basically enabled an entire people with the ability to defend themselves. And you know, if you look at Israel today, God help you if oh, you cross their borders. Yeah,
0: don't mess with Israel.
1: I mean, they you know, if you if you're living within the expanse of an area where you can fly over it in the course of what 10 minutes or something yeah. you're on high alert constantly you get constantly on so high alert. but nonetheless not to digress from what you're saying but just to you know I, and i think about um you know what what is the US's is like what what should the u.s be doing in situations like this you know we think about back to reagan's days with Ali north and you know when they were um, arming the the um I can't even think now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not used, well-versed in this. My history is falling apart here. Sorry, and uh, people on the other end. But uh, nonetheless, uh, there was a big... Um, the Contras. Oh, the, Iran-Contra. The Iran-Contra. Uh, and they were um, trying to uh, deliver arms, selling arms to the Contras uh, to fight back against the Iranians. And if you remember in context, it was back in the... Was it the 70s during the Olympics when they kidnapped mm. the... Uh, Um, the um, were they Olympians? Yep. Israeli Olympians or just Olympians that were in the in the Olympics that year? But nonetheless, not again. Not to digress, but the point is, is you know what level of involvement? Like what you know, we're not the police of the world, but at the same time, when we see a people like this being put under the foot of uh, an obviously deranged. Ruler, mm-hmm. are, are we to just sit back and say, well, you know, it's not here. It's not here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and my, my only point was, is, and I don't, I don't like to be a big, a banger on this, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at how good we have it here in the United States and don't let that slip. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, we're on this tangent right now and, and this is the last, the last thing I'm going to digress on and then we can get back to the point. Um, right now we're going through this thing Where we, we, we want to Take the guns away from people that are Designated mentally ill And, and that, that's great, that sounds good on paper And I'm all for that the, w- the, Wherein lies the problem Is is de- the de- who gets to make That designation, yeah. what do you classify Mentally ill, because a lot Of the people that You know Were on, at, at the Capitol building on January 6th would today Be considered mentally ill even though they may be perfectly fine, they may have been, excuse me, they may have been extreme, um, you know, at that point. But my bigger point is, is you have to be careful when you start removing people's rights for certain reasons because someday down the line, it might be somebody else on the other side of the coin that's designating you as mentally ill. So today, somebody, you know, being considered mentally ill for you know wanting to kill a bunch of people that's fine however there's also rhetoric right now that says that if you don't think that if you think there was fraud in the 2020 election you're mentally ill or you're a conspiracy theorist and and that's an opinion you have an opinion that the 2020 election was fraud are you going to start classifying people mentally ill for an opinion and that's why you know the way that this ties in is Chinese the Chinese government is saying that these Uyghur people are less? Period. They're just less. Yeah. They're 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 less than than regular Hans. They're not even quite. They're not Chinese. They're not even human in their eyes.
1: Well, I think too. Uh, one of the things that they're trying to do, and I we mentioned this in our last uh, two weeks ago, is that uh, um, they're actually classifying them as terrorist extremists. Um, yes. So they're utilizing their minor infractions because just like we had mentioned with regards to how minor some of the infractions are that they're committing, that in their eyes are justifying the reasoning for them and turning them. Uh, then in turn, they're turning around and trying to establish that the Wiggers are some kind of threat to their culture um, and threat to their security and threat to... And there's been little to no proof of that. In fact most of the resistance was as a result of the ccp sending in the bing tuan and you know treating these people like they were i mean it's just like
0: it, well it's obvious when you see it's obvious when you see the evidence what's going on the problem is is who controls the evidence exactly you know and what what the chinese government is doing right now is a very aggressive campaign to contain any kind of information from leaving um, leaving this area, what the information that we have now is from intelligence from like a year or two ago.
1: No, oh, it's a dam. It, it was a dam that broke loose. Exactly. With regards to how much is just flowing out. So who of
0: this. knows? Who knows what the situation is on the ground yeah. as we speak? We're going off of of partial. We're going off of partial information from months ago. De- years ago, even maybe. So, who knows what the number of actual camps are? Who yeah. knows what the number of actual deaths are and things yeah. like that?
1: You know, I'm thinking about when President Bush made his big push to find weapons of mass destruction in
0: big uh, crickets.
1: Yeah, big crickets. Yeah. A big waste of time is what that was. Um, but, anyways, point being is that, you know, they were, he was so hell bent, or the administration rather was so hell bent on trying to identify things that were, were not there. Um, and I look at that in relation to what's going on. It's like, you know, <laughs> how would the, how would China treat us if, you know, we asked that, uh, uh a coalition of UN, uh, inspectors were allowed to go into the Bullshit. Xinjiang province to take a look. They would shoot that down faster yep, than a that's... MiG flying in, yeah, it, it's military, te- you know, yeah, neutral that, zone.
0: Yep, that'd be that'd be that'd be shot down faster than a Russian jet in Alaska. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And yep. it's it,
1: I mean it's it's uh like you were saying with the control of the information, it's it's uh it, it's so blatant that I I Here's the thing is like in my eyes, I don't know how on the earth anybody could still look at this and be like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, they're they are obviously terrorists. This is just yeah. another Gitmo. You know, we're yeah. interning people because they're actual terrorists, and you know, yeah. there's nothing odd about what's going on here. You know?
0: Oh, and that's another argument that I've that I've already heard is what's the difference between what what they're doing, what China is doing to them, and what we did in Guantanamo Bay? And I'm like, well, um, you know, the the people that we held in Guantanamo Bay were, you know, actually guilty of violence. Um, against the United States yeah. and United States allies and things like that, whereas the Uyghur people simply existed yeah. in a place they, quote-unquote, shouldn't have, Yeah. whereas, you know, in my opinion, that's where they've always been. Well,
1: see, and you bring up a good point is that people are – we talk about how the China uh, has been uh, establishing all these classifications for how people – intersectionally fall within certain categories and whatnot, you know, it's like you could be that, that male, but also you're part of the Catholic church, you know, so that person immediately has suspicion written over his name yep. or you're a Uyghur. And just by the nature of your ethnicity, immediately you're a terrorist. So, and I'm thinking of that in relation to even what happened at our capital mm-hmm. back, you know, just by the preponderance of people being there, They were immediately looked at suspiciously. You know, nobody has made the point very clearly. Now, I know people have talked about it, but nobody has made the point clearly that there were rioters and there were ralliers. There were people there for a rally and there were people there to cause harm. Yes. There is a difference between the two. So what's happening, though, is that our critical thinking is either going out the door or down the toilet or people are just too lazy to think these things through. I don't know which it is. I think it's a combination of both. but Certainly I think it's a combination. Also, but I think, you know, on the grander scale, on the more you want to mute, some of you may want to call it more on the conspiracy level, uh, I think that there are powers that be that you want to control narratives to a point to where it creates certain classifications of individuals based off of things that can or cannot be established. I, I think, you know, the more that we get into you know we're we're we're, we're we got to be careful like you said earlier we have to take some some learning lessons from what's going on in China right now with regards to the wagers and we need to look at that in relation to how things are transpiring in the US now thankfully thankfully there are people on both sides of the aisle that are slowly Slowly starting to brakes. recognize. I mean, I think Bernie Sanders the other day yep. actually made a statement how you know, you know, in he his eyes, he was very concerned. Yeah, in his eyes, Trump is despicable, and you know, he has the right to believe that. But he also stated that you know, the the whole uh, canceling of his voice in that forum, you know, is setting a precedent, and that's what he was getting mm. at. And he understands. He understands. Bernie yep. Sanders understands is that. If you go that direction, eventually it's going to catch up with yourself. Yep. You know, and it's like we've said before: you have, to, whether you are a liberal defending conservatives or conservatives de- defending liberals, you have to defend the worst of us in, yep. d- in order to defend the best of us. That's right. However, your perception falls in that with that range. It doesn't matter. It's just that protection needs to be an equal clause. It needs to be equally rendered and doled out and given to all parties involved. Otherwise. Once once you start narrowing that equal protection clause with regards to free freedom of speech, then you start creating classifications because, okay, well, you have freedom of speech except for that person that falls within that certain bracket, classifications. The more we get into classifying, the more we get into categorization, the more we start shooting ourselves in the foot with regards to what it's going to look like in the future when you know suddenly now you're on the other side of the stick
0: well i think the late 60s um is a good is a good example uh, specifically kent state uh when they had the the shooting mm-hmm. uh shooting yeah. uh, in kent at kent state there were you had your hippies and you had your squares quote unquote back in the 60s that, that were kind of opposed to each other kind of like today you have um your uh Antifa and your proud boys you have your your left and your yeah, right. Yeah. Um so they they were at odds. Um y- you know they were uh, I wouldn't say enemies but there were there were in the 60s there was a saying don't trust anyone over 30 uh you know because they you know they were fighting the same uh, uh culture war that we're yeah. still fighting today. Not. I digress. The point that I'm trying to make is everybody was uh, at each other until the National Guard came in and shot those kids at Kent State, then everybody's everybody kind of backed up and said, whoa. And then everybody was against that. You know, both yeah. the hippies and the squares, however you want to look at it, they both kind of turned their head and said, hey, you know, that's not that's not right for either. You know, I don't I don't want them to turn their guns on me, so they shouldn't turn their guns. So both everybody that was fighting against each other suddenly turned to the government and was like, no, you can't do this. This is, this is a line you don't cross. And, and it's always the point that I always make is, I think the KKK is abhorrent. I think that their beliefs are disgusting. But damn it, if I won't fight to my last breath to defend their right to have those beliefs and say what they want to say.
1: Yeah, saying, and again, you know, this, this, is, this is a subject that we could talk on for a while. What, what is classified as harm? So because essentially how you define that statement, how you define harm, whether it be physical or verbal, um, what which one um, should naturally um, include some kind of consequence as a result of it? And if you think about how that's defined, that is exactly what the CCP is doing. They are defining harm as a belief system because they've stated this pretty plainly and this is pretty out you know this is out there and pretty plain jane black and white is that the reason one of the reasons why they are so anti-weiger is because they they are a native population that has as much claim, or more claim than the CCP does to where they live but they represent a philosophy they represent a, a belief system that is completely contrary to what the CCP stands for. So in their minds, what they believe constitutes harm in whatever form or even though they haven't done any physical harm to the CCP or people outside of maybe some small revolutions that happened throughout the course of whatever period of time, on the grander scale, they can't establish, the CCP cannot establish real harm having been um, planned or executed on the behalves or by these people against people, the Han people or whatever the case be, it's always been one sided. Yes. It's always been one sided So if you look at it from that context, what is what is happening in the U.S. is that we too are getting into these debates about what constitutes harm because it, it's, it's a ceiling without a ceiling. It, there is no ceiling on this. You could constitute anything and everything under the sun as a harm. There has to be a line.
0: Well, that's why in the United States, the line used to be a physical assault. Yes. That was was the line. Um, It wasn't assault until, like, my civics teacher always said, you have the right to swing your fist as hard and as fast in any direction that you want, but your right to swing your fist stops at somebody's nose. Yes and that that applies to physical assault but that that can't apply to speech yeah. because what is harm what is considered harmful speech is not considered harmful what what would be considered harmful to one group of people is not necessarily harmful yeah. to another now does that does that mean that you should go around in the streets screaming the n word in the middle of no. uh, you know in the middle of any city
1: no no, and there's there's certain laws that protect, um, I would say, like certain, you know, establishing a certain environment, you know, like if somebody is visibly out of control. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that, you know, again, it. You know, it, it all comes down to sensible people sitting down and looking at a situation and saying this is these are the check boxes that were which is why we then... have a jury system in exactly. the United States because so it's 12 not just people arbitrary. have to agree. Yeah. yeah,
0: because exactly if you sit down now, obviously, we're obviously you don't want to. We don't want to run into the middle of a crowded room, uh, you know, in the, at the Apollo Theater and yell the N word. Probably not a good day for Real you. Real fire. Yeah. Real bomb in the yeah. airport. Probably not a good day for you. Yeah. Uh, anyway you look at it, but but if you if you go into a um a, uh how do I want to word this. You go into a college campus someplace and yell out that you know Trump 2020. A yeah. lot of people are going to be offended by that. A lot of people are going to be triggered by that. Should it be illegal? No. No.
1: Well, it's just like I mean there because of the because of the media's treatment of this whole election process, it made people inordinately mad on both sides. Yes.
0: Both sides are guilty of yeah, this.
1: Because there were instances of violence where Trump supporters punched and beat up other people on the other side Antifed, and vice versa. vice versa. The the point is is that there there are some level there there's laws that are in place to protect civility. You know, you can yell in each other's face until you're blue in the face. Guess what? You have the option to walk away if that person's not gonna listen to you and just yell at you. That's right. I mean, just like with T V. You have the change right the to ter- change the channel, to turn it off, to get off the Internet, to get off Facebook, you know, whatever the case be.
0: We don't have to consume everything that's out exactly. there. Exactly.
1: Um, but, you know, you know, with regards to the, the whole issue of harm, it's just, you know, when we look at this critically, I mean, you know, harm is physical. And what actually this reminds me of something I wanted to point out uh, with regards to the whole uh, Asian AAPI, Asian hate Uh, movement right now i i know that there's violence out there that's conducted against people of asian descent simply for the fact that they're (laughs) of asian descent why because there's dickheads out there in in this country that haven't grown up enough to realize that there are people that have as much right as you do Mm -hmm. to live in this country so that being said Nobody here is denying the fact that there is violence out there solely on the basis of race, color, religion, you know, and that happens too, believe it or not, uh, violence because of your religion. Um, But 11 9-11. But, you know, this being the case, uh, I was thinking about that report that most of the news outlets were utilizing from the AAPIhate.org website. They published this report. And I was looking at it. And of the 3,800 instances that were reported as considered Asian hate or Asian discrimination, only 11% of the total 3,800 were actual physical assaults. And there was no delineation or breakdown as to what those actual physical assaults looked like, whether they were murder or just fights or who knows. My point being this, is that they were using... A smaller section of actual abuse or a smaller slice of actual abuse to create a grander narrative as to what's going on. So this is what China is doing. China is taking a very small sliver of possible truth, which I highly doubt is even because they've always been in the business of lying about everything. Um, Forever, forever, since the beginning of whenever, forever. Um, But the point being is that China, the CCP and how this plays back in is the CCP is using very small slivers slivers of truth to truth to uh, construct this narrative that in their minds justifies this this global this genocidal atrocity that they are committing against an entire people.
0: So, yeah, and and let's let's bring that around. Um, so to relate that to to what can be done, what could be done here is um, kind of lowering the temperature here in the United yes. States. Um, start listening to each other. Yes. Stop treating each other as inhuman. Um, and I'm guilty of it, too. I don't know how many times in the last, you know, eight years I've said the phrase libtard or, <laughs> or you know, snowflake yep. or... You know, so I'm guilty of it too, and I'm, I'm I've been taking a, a long, close inner look at myself and the way that I'm treating people on the other side of the aisle. You know, man in the mirror uh, kind of. Yeah. You know, t- to to quote Michael Jackson, uh, one of the great philosophers of the '90s. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, he, yeah, you know, the the guy was a was you know, if if all reports are are true, he was a bad guy, but he made some really good points, and, and in one yeah. of his songs, he says. I'm starting with the man in the mirror, Yeah. which means you know I'm going to start taking a look at myself and seeing what I. If I want to change the world, start with me yeah. uh, and make myself better, and then I can start telling other people. You know, let me work on me first, and then I'll work on work on other folks.
1: Something that uh, Denzel Washington was at uh, an award ceremony, and I forget the speech. I, I don't remember the the context of the question but somebody was uh, had asked him um, you know how how do you how do you get how do you solve the racism problem and uh, you know something along those lines I think is what was being asked but basically he said you can't legislate it it's like there's no president and he I'm, I'm not taking this out of context I'm just not verbatim <laughs> this isn't verbatim but he said you can't legislate People treating each other with respect. You have to talk to one another. Mm-hmm. He basically, and and here's the thing: not to say that you can't legislate against harm. Sure. Yeah, harm has always been the same. It doesn't matter if it's black, white, yellow, purple, green, or blue. Harm. It's always harm. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody comes up to you, points a gun in your face and threatens to shoot you and then shoots you, that's harm.
0: That's the basis of all laws. Yes,
1: yeah, that that has nothing. That's not a racist thing in any way shape or form harm is harm Mm -hmm. actual physical abuse is is harm no matter how you look at it and
0: that's the same whether you're like you said whether no matter your gender no matter your sexual orientation your religion uh, harm is harm yes it doesn't matter you know it's it's the same no matter what
1: and you know in order for people to be able to get past this we need to stop talking to each other through these filters mm-hmm. and that's the thing I, you know, and this is funny, I think about all those people on those stupid platforms like TikTok, or people that post their videos up to YouTube or, you know, in how many filters do they use to, you know, you know, get rid of the blemishes and, you know, make themselves look, you know, like these Barbie dolls or these Ken dolls, you know, you know, yep. in a manner of speaking. But my point is, is that Facebook, Twitter, all the social media platforms, uh, you know, even the news, you know, talking to people, talking to one another through these platforms does nothing but escalate and exaggerate much of the little-known facts that we have about. You know, you know what what cracks me up is that when you really break out, you know, when it when it comes to a specific topic or story that's in the news. Uh, in you know, in that current day or week or whatever the case be, if you kind of take a, a detour around the media narratives and around all the in print narratives and around all the stupid talking heads that feel like they need to be heard for whatever the case be, when you take a, a turn around that and get to talking to somebody that actually uh, was involved in that, a lot of times it's kind of boring. Yep. You know, and I don't mean boring in a, in the sense that. You know, it's not something that needs to be talked about. I mean, boring in the sense that it's not clickbait. It's yeah. not. It's not something that's going to get your temperature up, like you were saying. Take the temperature down. Yep. So, I mean, to Denzel's point, yes, shut up and start talking to people. Yeah. You know, stop. Stop. You know, mic dropping everybody.
0: And that's that's another thing is is you know I think the I, one of the biggest detriments to society today is Twitter because you have. This 140 character limit, and you you can't you can't comment on complex, nuanced no. situations in 140 characters. No. So it ends up dumbing down the conversation to the the most watered down version of an argument, and it, you just can't make you, you, Twitter. There's nothing good that can come out yeah. of Twitter.
1: Well, it's like to make a point, and you know I don't usually defend AOC just because she annoys me with the way that she treats some things. But anyways, you know, during the whole Texan crisis uh, with the weather, you know, and things freezing up and them not having power, to her credit, she actually got a number of GoFundMes that were started that she, and she went down there herself to Texas and she was uh, collecting money to distribute to people that were in need down there. Good for her. She was on the ground, boots on the ground, helping individual. Now, granted, if it was for political capital reasons. Probably know, was. But, but who, nonetheless. She did know, it. Nonetheless, she did, she it. did it. You know, you know there are many people that could have just talked about it and did nothing about it, but she did something. So that being said, my point is this, is that, um, you know, with regards to the way we need to set a standard in the U.S. is that irrespective of where we stand on certain issues, that we never cross that line. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that the CCP crosses that line on a daily basis,
0: and we're ignoring it.
1: Yeah, we're ignoring it. Uh, you know, it's, you know, there's an old joke that you know we're like a finish line, constantly crossing it, and that's who they are. They're a finish line, that, and they're constantly crossing it. Yep. They're 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 crossing that 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 barrier that we should naturally have as human beings between civility and the way that you respect an individual and a people. Uh, you know for whatever those reasons be
0: so briefly what are what are some things that, that we can do here um, on the ground in the United States uh, that can affect um, the situation going on in Xin, in Xinjiang uh, and right off the top of my head the 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 first most impactful thing that I can think of that you can do would be to contact your your representatives um, both state uh, both state and federal. Um, not only your, your, um, your house, house members and Senate members of your state are here in Pennsylvania, you have your assembly members and your Senate members. Um, so it, just contact your local, your state, and your national officials and voice your concerns about what's going on in China. Um, and uh, that, that's a great first step. Uh, talk directly to your representatives.
1: Um, I'm actually going to direct those of you who are listening to a specific URL website here. It's https colon forward slash forward slash uh, uhrp.org forward slash take t-a-k-e dash action a-a-c-t-i-o-n forward slash and on this site it just gives a general overview of some things that you can practically do. One is what you said is contact congress. Contact your uh, state representatives
0: email them call them uh honestly honestly um calling the office um you you may not get through right away but continually calling the office is the best way to get the attention of your representatives they, they have people that filter through their emails and, and things like that, so you may not get them directly. You may get a canned response writing letters. They may never see that letter. But if you continuously call the office and actually get to talk to your representative, that's your right. You, you voted for the guy. They represent you or, or woman. Um, they represent you. Um, so you know they have to return your call and hold them to the fire yep. um, you know make sure that they they get on the phone and make sure that they hear your opinion on this issue and any other issue um, not just respective of this but but we we're, we're fortunate to live in a country where we have a direct line to our government and our representatives and i don't think we use that enough as 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 citizens but
1: yeah and just as an example as to how that you know, calling your Congress turns into something practical and substantial. Uh, There was that uh, recent bill that you pointed out, the H.R. 16 or 6210, uh, which was passed back in September relating to the restriction on exports of cotton. So I'm sure, you know, aside from the fact that Congress became aware of it, I'm sure that there were people and advocates, uh, you know, advocacy workers that became aware of this and pushed their own You know, their own respective representatives in that regards. Uh, Just recently, March 9th of this year, um, the Human Rights Protection Act, HR 1630, uh, was proposed by a bipartisan group. And that's the interesting thing, and you had mentioned this before, is that this is all bipartisan work. There yep. is, there is. I mean, I think the other, the other bill was passed by preponderance.
0: Yeah. Of I believe the, the, the one you're talking about, the, the Warger Forced Labor Protection yes. Act. Yes. That passed uh, 406 to three. Yes. Now, what you should be paying. Well, another thing that you can do is find out those three representatives <laughs> yeah. that voted against it. Yeah. Who the hell are they, and why the hell they? I want to know why they voted against that. Yeah. What, what, is, what is there in their interest? I mean, not to say that they sh-
1: don't have a right to vote the other way, but at yeah. the same time, you got to question. You
0: you should you should be asking those kind of questions. Yeah. That should have been four hundred nine to zero. Yeah. So yeah. what what was in the minds of these three senators, um, or what was in the pockets of these three senators? That's a better question. I guess they would be representatives, representatives, but whatever. Uh, but what? How how did we get here? Yeah. You know, why was there a no vote when overwhelmingly that should have been. That should have been a no-brainer. Maybe there's a good reason for it. Maybe there was something in the package that yeah. they didn't like, but you should hold their feet
1: to the fire for that. Yeah, you have every right to know what the people that you're paying are voting on.
0: And remember that they work for us. It's yeah. not the other way around. We're, we're unique in this country where our representatives work for us. It's yeah. not the other way around.
1: Um, and just uh, a couple other things that you can actually uh, practically do is uh, you can donate to some of the organizations that uh, do advocacy work. The one I've mentioned is the uh, Uyghur Human Rights Project. Uh, you can also uh, donate to the uh, Amnesty International or the Human Rights Project. There's a number of them out there that deal with these um, with this situation. I, I like the UHARP specifically because they're narrowed in on this uh, specific piece uh, with regards to international rights. Um, stop forced labor. We talked about that, you know, again, to reiterate a point that we brought up last week, just making sure that you know where your money's going, make sure that you're, um, you know, be conscientious about where your dollars are going, whether they be tax dollars, whether they be uh, voluntary dollars that you're spending on products and whatnot.
0: Um, Yeah. Just make sure you know where your, where your money's going and where your products are coming from. Um, So that's a that's a big deal. You can also I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I get up a link to all of this stuff. Um, You can find it on our website. I'm going to make it um, the BTL podcast uh, forward slash China. Um, And and I'll have all the links that he mentioned there on the website. um, And I'll try to post them on social media as well to get get as much of this information out there as you can. But just pay attention to what you're buying and where you're buying it from, um, because things are coming out that, uh, you know, this these cheap products that we're buying, you know, may not be as cheap as, as, yeah. as, as, you would think they are. Yeah. Um,
1: just a, as a final note on this, um, just for those of you out there uh, that uh, know people uh, in your own respective neighborhoods, uh, people of those descents, uh ethnic backgrounds, uh, wider backgrounds, I mean, you don't know, uh, there's a possibility that there's people in your neighborhoods that don't know where to go, uh, don't, aren't connected enough to know where to talk about this. Because based off of what we've been able to research just in the couple weeks that we focused in on this, it's pretty clear to us even, just from a rudimentary look at this, is that you know people are being retaliated against uh, for their stance uh, against what's going on. And a lot of these people have family members uh, that are currently interned in these encampments and are being treated uh, with the lowest level of respect that you can possibly garner for an individual. Yeah. so that being said, if you know people in your community, I mean, no better no better step that you could take than to be to have that conversation with that individual and say, listen, you know, I was listening to this podcast the other day with these two knuckleheads. Yeah, basically, they brought up a good point that you know there's resources out there that you can touch base with. And, um, you know, get you connected to the right people that your voice can be heard and possibly can translate into act action, you know, actual substantial action that, you know, can see a change in this regards.
0: The worst thing that we can do is nothing. Yes. The absolute worst thing that we can do is to pretend that there's not an issue and just keep going on with the status quo because it's simply easier. Um, it's not going to be easy to address this. And it, and it could possibly, you know, worst case scenario, this leads to World War Three um, because, you know, the Nazis weren't going to give up uh, on their endeavors easily. Um, and I don't see China just saying, oh, you know, uh, sorry. Oops. Yeah, oopsie. Yeah. Oh, upsie daisy Uyghurs. Here we go. You know, to quote uh, an old Bill Burr sketch, they're not just going to suddenly, um, you know, have an epiphany and say, oh, oh man. Sorry. You can't
1: correct people over something that they feel is right.
0: Yeah. They feel in their heart of hearts that what they're doing is proper and the best thing to do for their
1: country. And that should should freak anybody out is that when a a people can treat another people or another person uh, like this and not have any kind of remorse or regret or any kind of just the things that a normal human being with any sense of conscience or moral or ethics at all should have, you know, it's just, it's, it's just beyond me. It's beyond me.
0: So that's a, that's a good place to wrap it up. I think, um, we didn't do any break. I was going to do breaks in this episode, but I figured it would be best if we just went right through, uh, to be honest with you, um, I feel that this stuff is is so important that uh, we're not even going to monetize um, these last two episodes. I, I really feel like we could share it out. Um, I'm not going to put any ads on it or anything like that. I'm just going to let them roll right through um, just because I think this stuff is too important to try to make money off of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even going to monetize these episodes. I'm just going to put them out there. I'm going to try to get all the information that I can. So. Uh, pay attention to it, you you know, go on, go on Google and YouTube, um, and, and research it quick before, uh, before the Chinese government gets into Google's pocket and starts limiting what they're allowed to put out because that has been happening. Certain news organizations with, um, ties to Chinese governments and stuff like that aren't reporting on this. Um, so just, just get out there and find as much information as you can. Contact your congressman, uh, congresswomen, Congress people uh, con- contact them and let them know that this is concerning to you uh, because unless they feel like they're, they, they may lose your vote, they're not going to do anything about this. That's unfortunately the way Congress works.
1: That's our political capital.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, so get out there, pay attention to what you're doing. Um, in the meantime, I'm hope I hope that everybody had a good Easter. I hope that you're filled with food and uh, filled with um you know family and 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 just all around um you know good vibes uh, sorry to bring you bring you down with our with our negativity but this this is just too important uh, to ignore um you know if if there were podcasts in 1933 maybe uh you know maybe hitler wouldn't have been able to get as far as he did um because the you know news was a lot harder to come by back then so if more people get this stuff out there with social media the way it is today we could have this stopped uh for real whether whether it's it takes um you know sanctions and diplomatic solutions or things that are a little bit more scary uh one way or another human beings are worth it um so uh watch what you're doing, watch what you're buying, watch where you're spending your money. Um, I hope everybody has a blessed Easter uh, or, and whatever religion um, you, you celebrate. I hope that you had a peaceful, uh, peaceful day, no matter what your beliefs are. Um, So everybody have another great week. Um, Be good to yourselves. um, Respect each other. I really don't know what else to say other than just be peaceful, bring the temperature down and talk to each other.
1: And don't eat too much candy. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: that that Easter bunny is is the dentist's best friend.
1: <laughs> and it's probably been sitting up on that shelf for about twenty years. So be aware of that too. So
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an old uh, that's an old uh, Lewis Black joke where uh, all the candy corn that was ever made was made once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they just yeah. recycle it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, everyone have a great week. Uh, be good to yourselves and each other, and hopefully we'll see you all next week. Peace out. Bye.